Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast. We're here to provide you and your team with the resources, tools, and content to achieve your greatest potential. For those interested in additional resources or services, such as the weekly planners, online planners for Chrome or Outlook, keynotes, live training, coaching, or certification, you can visit our website at becomingyourbest.com. Now, when you listen to an episode that resonates with you, we invite you to share it with your family, friends, and team members so that they can experience the same type of motivation and results in their lives. Also, if you haven't already subscribed, please hit the subscribe button. It works on Apple, Stitcher, Google, or whatever platform you're using so that you can get a new podcast reminder each week. Now sit back, let's get started, and we hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to all of our Becoming Your Best podcast listeners, wherever you may be in the world today. This is your host, Steve Schallenberger, and we have a fun guest with us today. I know him very well. It is none the less than Rob Schallenberger, F-16 fighter pilot, family man, scholar, and one of the top thought leaders in the world on productivity, time management, and how to prioritize your time. Welcome, Rob. Well, you know, it's fun to be here. And over the course of 400 plus podcasts, we've only done a couple of these together. So it's fun to do and it's fun to do going into 2024. Indeed it is. Well, I actually asked Rob if he wouldn't mind joining me today and being interviewed. I think he has a lot to offer. And we are always so impressed, so grateful that you would join us on this podcast. You honor us, but it says far more about you, your desire to become your best, to improve. And there's no time like right now to actually take things to another level in our life and think about the things that matter most. This is a great time of year, which is towards the very end of the year where you can reflect on how your year went and just kind of take stock, right? But also then really listen to your heart, the inspiration and feelings that you have and use your creativity and imagination about what can be. And that's what 2024 represents for us because we're never going to have the chance to go through 2024 again. So how do we make it great? How do we have a find great happiness and joy and have good health and be successful professionally? Well, that's what we're going to talk about with Rob today. So, Rob, as you think about this coming year, what are some of the things that are most important that a leader, a person, an individual, or whatever their walk of life might be, of how they can have a great year in 2024? I thought about this this afternoon, knowing that we were going to be doing this. And this is an answer for moms, dads, single individuals, working professionals. It doesn't really matter. This is an answer for everybody. You know, there's probably about a million different ways we could answer this, but I'm going to give three different thoughts on this. Of course, we could answer with the easy answers, which is do what matters most. One of our books, Vision Goals, Preview Planning. Yeah, that's the foundation. I'm going to build on maybe a slight variation of that. So number one would be in this coming year to focus on being a voracious learner. And what I mean by that is we all have blind spots. Maybe it's blind spots in how to listen or communicate with others in our relationships. Maybe it's a blind spot on how to handle money. Maybe it's a blind spot on health. 
we all know someone, we've probably been in different situations in our lives where having the right information or the right knowledge would have had a huge impact in a certain scenario. Whether a person is diagnosed with a form of cancer that could have been prevented with a particular test or heart disease, they get caught off guard with an artery that's 99% blocked, whereas there are plenty of tests that could have caught that early on. Did the person even know those existed? You know, a relationship challenge with a son or daughter or a coworker. If someone's going through you know, that type of challenging situation, having the right knowledge to handle it's key. And why I said blind spots is because we all have blind spots. And it's not what we don't know that should concern us. It's what we don't know that we don't know. If we don't know something, like if I want to learn how to weld, I can go out and take a course on welding and learn how to weld. That's my approach to solve that. But if I don't know that I don't know something, I can't even do anything about it. And that's why I would hope that as we go into the new year, one of the things that we can focus on is being voracious learners via reading books, podcasts, audiobooks, whatever it is. It's crazy because 43% of college graduates will never read another book the rest of their life. And that's astounding to think about. I didn't used to believe that. And then in our own research, of course, that's been confirmed and, and it's, I see that all the time. And so where do we get that knowledge? You know, like I already mentioned, there are millions of podcasts to choose from. There are some amazing audiobooks out there and physical books. And, you know, I've heard people say periodically, well, I just don't have time to do that. So my follow-on question to that is, well, how often are you in the car? How much time do you spend in the car each day? Say the average is an hour. If a person will just spend 30 minutes a day listening to an audiobook, and you can even listen to 1.2, 1.4 times speed. If a person spends just 30 minutes a day in their car listening to an audiobook, that's three to four audiobooks per month. So I'm not saying every day having to listen to an audiobook. If we even did that two or three days a week, that's easily a book a month. So anybody can do this. It's just a matter of making the time and prioritizing it. It's probably one of the most life-changing habits I'm aware of. Uh, so that would be number one, is really being intent and focused on learning and reading and listening to different books. I just started one this morning called Breath. Many people have heard of this. It's the impact of how we breathe and the power of breath in our daily lives. Fascinating. I'm guessing most people don't know that the way we breathe is wrong inherently by nature. <laughs> in other words, the way that we've most of us have developed breathing habits, it's just too short of a breathing cycle. And there's some other things that go along with that. But the point is getting the right knowledge on how to do it. For most people, it's a blind spot, including where I was two years ago before I learned anything about breath. So that's number one is getting the right knowledge, having a voracious appetite for learning. Number two Shouldn't be a surprise to anyone listening to this podcast, and that would be roles and goals. Maybe I'm going to share this from a different angle, though. You know, one of my favorite sayings is where our focus goes, our energy flows. And so roles and goals is an exciting process because it's us stepping back and asking, what is it that really matters most in our lives? What is it that really matters most to you, you know, as the listener in each of your key roles? So whether that's professional or outside of work, which many of our roles are outside of what is it that really matters most to you this year? And for me, if, if I can take three to four weeks to really think about that and put some thought and effort into it, it's an exciting process. It's powerful. Then we go into the year focused truly on what matters most to us, what we deem to be important and ways that we might measure success in our various roles. And so roles and goals can be an inspirational, powerful process, especially when we treat it as such. In other words, taking two, three, four weeks to really be thoughtful about what does matter most. And I'll just share one more thought on the roles and goals. And that is, you know, there's an outcome goal and there's a journey-based goal. Let me give you an example between the two. And it's not that one's right or wrong. 
It's just finding what works for you and is motivating to you. An outcome-based goal might sound like this. Run a 10K by September 1st. Like that's the destination or an outcome-based goal. A journey-based goal might be average four strength workouts per week. In other words, they're not necessarily a destination. It's just the pure journey of working out, you know, and developing strength habits. And so you might think about what are your outcome-based goals or journey-based goals that are important to you, that motivate you. You know, average two dates a month without the children in the spouse or partner role. That's really a journey-based goal. The outcome, of course, (laughs) is an improved relationship and things like that. Uh, So I would just invite anybody listening to this to be considerate and really thoughtful about what matters most to you in the coming year and go through the process of developing your roles and goals and really be intentional and put some thought and effort into it. If you don't know a lot about it, if you're not familiar with that, then read our book, Do What Matters Most. It's a great starting point. You know, we don't use the words more and better. The word average is a great word to use because it builds in flexibility. So writing our goals is a skill set. Not going to get into that here. But that would be the second suggestion on how to have a great year is to really focus on what matters most. And the best way that I'm aware of to do that is via roles and goals and being intentional. Just a quick thought on that, Rob. Do words really matter of how you write your goals? Oh, yeah, of course. So in the book, Do What Matters Most, there are specific words we want to use and certain words we want to avoid. So, for example, we never use the words more and better, like I mentioned. The word average is a great word. You know, rarely do we want to use the words daily or every day. So for example, common New Year's resolutions of which 85 to 90% are broken two weeks into the year are exercise 30 minutes every day or exercise every day. Well, there's no flexibility or grace in that goal. Whereas if we say average four workouts per week, there's a lot of grace and flexibility within that. And you can still maintain the material drive or focus of the goal. So absolutely the words matter. And we want to use the words that set us up for success rather than the proverbial New Year's resolution that are broken, you know, two weeks into the year. So yes, words absolutely matter. The third and final thought that I would have on how to have a great year, maybe our best year ever, would be, and this is an important one, and that is trust God. And what I mean by that is we can be a voracious learner and we can have roles and goals and we can do all of the right things. And yet we may have a curveball thrown our way, something that we never expected to have happen. You know, it could be in a relationship. It could be a health surprise. Even though we did all the things that we could, there's just some things that are out of our control in life. That's just the nature of of life. And so at some point in there, despite having roles and goals and despite being focused on what matters most and learning and reading and doing all the right things, life happens. Things happen. And so we've got to trust God in the process and not lose faith and not lose hope. At least fundamentally for me, there's a belief that if I'm striving to do the best I can, and I lean towards him and look towards him that all things will work in our favor in this life or in the next life. And that has been the case throughout my entire life. And most people I know that share that mindset, that has been the case for them. And so sometimes even in the midst of a trial or a challenge or a difficulty in life, you know, we might ask the question, why are we going through this? Why are we doing this? Why did this happen to me? Why questions are tough because we may or may not ever get the true answer here. But oftentimes, a year down the road, three, five, ten years down the road, many times we start to see the why behind things that happened earlier. What might have been a challenge in the midst of it, going through it certainly was a challenge. What was the blessing on the backside of that? And oftentimes, there are amazing things that are waiting for us on the backside that make us a better person, that help us see others differently, that have more compassion or empathy. And so we've just got to trust God in the process that things are going to work out. And that it's all going to be for our good. 
So I've seen amazing things happen as we focus on roles and goals. Things that will probably never be accomplished will be accomplished when we have those in front of us. But if things don't work out, if things take a detour, then this is where we need to come back to trusting in God that things will work out. If we take the scriptural side of it, his thoughts are not our thoughts. <laughs> in other words, he sees a much bigger picture than we do. And so that's been a really key learning for me over the years that I think applies to pretty much everyone out there. And I'll just use one example of this. Anyone who's been through our training, our 12 principles training, knows that principle 12 is never give up. And we wrap up that particular principle showing a video about a man named Derek Redmond. He was an Olympic athlete in the 1992 Olympics. He was favored to win the gold medal. His two runs leading up to his official race, he set what would have been an Olympic record. So here's this guy that's been training his whole life. He was running for the UK. And as he got into the race, halfway around the track, he felt a searing pain in his leg and he tears his hamstring. Well, he falls down. And then as the video plays out, you know, he gets up and he hobbles and his dad comes down to the track and they cross the finish line shoulder to shoulder. And you got 65,000 people in the stands all cheering and clapping. And it's just this powerful, amazing video to watch. Well, in the moment, you know, he might've thought my Olympic dreams are shattered. They're gone. You know, I didn't win gold. All that I've been training for my whole life gone. Well, that would have been a potential mindset, but that's not, I don't think the way Derek saw it. He trusted in God, if you will, this approach that we're talking about. And as a result, he's become one of the best speakers throughout Europe. And guess what his topic is? Never give up. <laughs> and so the question is, would he have ever become a motivational speaker talking about never give up had it not been for that experience? And that really paved the way for who he became the rest of his life was that pivotal experience. So while in the moment it was devastating, it ended up being a catalyst for who he was and what he did for the rest of his life. And many times, if we'll trust in God, things will work out for our good. And it may take an entire lifetime to see the why, or maybe not even in this life. But eventually, we'll understand why certain things happened, even despite you know having a focus on other things. So that would be my three recommendations. Be a voracious learner, read, listen to audiobooks, find podcasts that are motivating, inspiring on topics that are important to us, and make those a habit in our life. Number two is really be thoughtful about roles and goals. What matter most? What matters most to you? And what's most important to you in the coming year? And then three, after having done all that we can do, trust God in the process. So those would be my tips for the coming year. Okay, I love it, Rob. Those are wonderful. That was so good. A couple of uh, things that I'd like to just ask about these. How have you found it best to once you do your goals for the year, how do you keep them in front of you so you don't forget them so that they're part of your life and you can keep working on them? And then also, if you don't mind, address about the habit of sharing them. Maybe those two kind of go together. Yeah. And anything is better than nothing. Thinking about goals is a start. It's not the same. It doesn't replace writing them down and keeping in front of us, but it's a start. Far more powerful is when we write them down and keep them in front of us. We're 90% more likely to accomplish a goal when we have it written down and when we reference it often. So I would suggest that anybody listening to this, find something that works for you. We obviously have a paper planner at Becoming Your Best. We have a digital planner that can be used with Chrome and on Outlook. I use the Chrome version because I use a Google Calendar now. I know that you use paper planners and about 40% of people still use paper. So really it doesn't matter whether you're using a digital planner or a calendar, or a paper planner, I would suggest putting your vision and goals 
in either one of those. So if you're using our extension or our digital planner for Outlook or Chrome, you know, Google Calendar, put it in there. So it becomes your one-stop shop. That's exactly where mine is. So for anybody that's familiar with pre-week planning, again, who's been through our training or read our books, step number one in pre-week planning is to review our vision and goals. And so even if you don't review them every week, even if you're reviewing them every other week, that is still far better than what 99% of people do out there. And so I would invite you to test the power of that. See what impact it has to write them down and either put them in your paper planner or digital planner and really try to be disciplined about looking at them every week if you can. And again, if you miss a week or two, that's fine. No big deal. But the whole point is out of sight, out of mind. If we're not looking at them, you know, then why did we come up with them in the first place? And that goes back to the previous comment where our focus goes, our energy flows. And so we want to keep our focus on what we've already identified as mattering most. That's our roles and goals. So number one, put them in a place where you'll see them often. For me, it's in my digital planner, the extension that we have for Google or Outlook. If you don't want to use those, you can print them out and put them on your desk. You can put them on the wall next to your computer. You can put them in your bathroom. The idea is to keep them in front of you, whatever you end up doing. I just like having a one-stop shop. And then as to sharing them, uh, we recommend that if you would like accountability, if you'd like to have that additional motivation, you're 33% more likely to accomplish something when you share it with someone else. And so I've been sharing my goals for about 27 years. There's certain people that come into that circle and certain people that go out. There's been a couple who've been there all 27 years. And it's awesome. It's great to share them. I, I share them with people that I respect, who I admire. And it's a very low ask on their part. At the end of the year, I give a report, how I did on my goals for this year. And then I share my upcoming year's goals. That's it. So it's not like I meet with them throughout the year or anything like that. It, I, it's a matter of an email. <laughs> and they appreciate it. They respond. They like it. And I'm glad they do because that's what is in the back of my mind as I'm thinking about my goals. And so accountability is helpful for most people. If you'd like to have that extra accountability, then I recommend finding a few people that you respect, who you admire, and that you would feel comfortable sharing your goals with. Good. Okay. Rob and I share our goals with each other, and that's been fun. That way I'm not flaky about it. We don't have to. (laughs) We don't have to share, but it's an honor and a privilege, and I love knowing what Rob's doing. We have other children that share as well, and with each other, it's private. But it's uh, very special, I can tell you that. Well, going through this, having your goals by your roles through that lens is really a very personal, meaningful process as you reflect on bringing the very best out of yourself. So not only is it hopeful, it gives you great motivation because it's your life and you've listened to your heart and mind and everything that's important to you say, this is what I want to do. This is how I want to raise the bar. And this is brings a lot of fulfillment. Well, Rob, it's been great having you here today. I love these recommendations that you've given. They will help us. These things would be very helpful to us. Any final tips you'd like to offer before we end our podcast today? You know, going back to the learning, if we'll put an effort into learning, it's amazing what we can become and do. There's so many things out there that we just aren't even aware of or know. And there's millions of resources, literally, to tap into, whether it's YouTube or podcast books, everything else. One of my favorite acronyms is G-I-G-O. Some would say garbage in, garbage out. Well, greatness in, greatness out. It used to be when we look on a computer, if, if we remember back in the days, you search for a file and if the file wasn't there, it says, you know, file not found. 
Well, if we're trying to do something in our life, whether it's to improve our financial situation, to improve a relationship, how do we do that if we don't have the knowledge? And so what I found is the more I learn, the more I realize I didn't know. (laughs) And that's what I meant by blind spots early on. So I don't know that I would add anything else right now beyond those three going into the year. There's a lot of other things we could, but if we can just start with something bite-sized, you know, the art is in the start. We don't have to be great to start, but we have to start to be great. And so start with something, even if it's just one of these three things. And ultimately, I do, I do believe that the more that we'll focus on learning, the more it will expand our capacity. And by that, I'll just finish with this statement. I was with the University of Maryland football team and doing a training with them. So I had this big guy, I mean, just fit, athlete, muscle, like six foot four. He came up, stood next to me, and I had him hold a glass of uh, a cup. Now, I had a big pitcher of water. So if you can imagine that in your mind, I'm holding this pitcher and I'm 5'11". I've got the six foot four guy next to me, just ripped and muscly, you know, in the prime of his life. And he's holding this empty cup. Well, I dump this pitcher of water into the cup and I dump it fast so that it, you know, it overflows and water goes all over and the whole team's laughing and he's got water all over him. And at first he didn't know what to do, but then he started laughing. And then I asked him this. So why did the water overflow. He's like, why well, do not have a big enough cup? Ah, so it was about capacity. And I asked, so what would have happened had you had a bigger cup? And, you know, I gave him a pitcher. Now this time with the pitcher, you dump the water in and the water transfers over the pitcher. It didn't overflow. It was just a matter of capacity. And so each one of us have a certain capacity right now with our life experience and where we're at. And what we're doing is increasing our capacity. In other words, the more we learn, the more we can, to use the same analogy, get a larger cup, so to speak, and it can hold more water. And it's all we're doing is expanding our capacity. And then after all we do, we've got to remember to trust God in the process. That has become such an important part for me because we're all going to have different journeys. We're going to have some great successes in life. We're also going to have setbacks and challenges, some of which there's nothing we could have ever done to prevent them. And when those happen, we need to remember that there's a higher purpose to this and that all things will work out for our good. So I would end on that reminder for us all. Okay. Well, Rob, thanks so much. Been fun having you. Like Rob said, we don't have the chance to do this very often. I mean, we just haven't. It's fun to do, but really great insight. Thank you for planting the seed in me to be more deliberate, more thoughtful about gaining knowledge. I mean, I've loved that, as you know. We uh, One of the things that's fun to do is as you're gaining knowledge is to share knowledge with one another. I think that's a way to even expand it more. And Rob and others on our team have done that. People that you associate, you probably do it with. But I have really enjoyed that, sharing insights that you get from things that you're reading. And so one of my take-homes from today is I'm going to be more thoughtful about that, more deliberate. What do I need? What would be helpful? And this is a tremendously inspiring process of what Rob just talked about today. It's fun to work on becoming your best. So we're so grateful for you. Thank you, Rob, for being with us today. All right. Well, sure love and appreciate you. Fun visiting again. And to all our listeners, we sure appreciate you wherever you might be in the world. Yeah, well, big hug to Rob. Look at that good looking guy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to all of you, we are so grateful for you. We're honored that you would join us. We love being able to associate together with you, how we wish we could be in the same room with you while we have these visits. And we are wishing you a great 2024 and all the happiness and 
health and best that can come your way. This is Steve Schallenberger signing off, wishing you a great day. Thank you for listening to the Becoming Your Best podcast. If there was something in this podcast that you felt would be helpful for a family member, a friend, or even a coworker, we invite you to share this podcast with them now while you're thinking about it. Also, remember to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Now, for additional resources and tools, such as how to join our monthly peak performance coaching program, or how to get certified as a trainer or coach, or schedule a workshop or keynote, you can visit our website at becomingyourbest.com. We're here to provide you and your team with the resources, tools, and content to achieve your greatest potential. So thank you for listening and have a wonderful day and a great week.